Shalom everybody, we are continuing with where we left off in the Kut Alachot, section Orachayim, the laws of the blessings over giving thanks, Birkat Hoda'ah, discourse number 6, paragraph 19. Before we continue, just a little bit of a recap and just to put things in perspective. From the beginning of this paragraph, of section 19, Rav Nussin started to go into the concepts of Hanukkah. He already went into the idea of the joy and giving thanks, and then he went into the light and the oil. He's digressing into other items, leaving temporarily the concept of Hanukkah, just to explain the idea of oil and light and joy. And we're going to see now, he's going to now focus a lot into the Kohanim, the priests. And then eventually back in the, in the paragraph section 21, he will go back to reconnect all these ideas clearly to Hanukkah. What Ronosin is also doing is phenomenal. This is an example coming up. Uh, Rav Nosin takes one specific point from the Kutimran and begins to open it up and develop it. In our case, Rav Nosin going into the Kohen, the priests coming up soon, already started with the verses about Aharon's beard, and then with blessing. This reconnects to the verse that Rabbi Nachman brings in Likute Moran Lesson 24. This is an example of Nosan is explaining the Likute Moran. He's opening it up for us. Where there, Rabbi Nachman brings as a proof that the blessings are associated with the hands from a verse regarding Aaron Kohen. The verse Rabbi Nachman brings is Vaisa Aaronet Yadav El Ha'am Baivarachem. And Aaron raised his hands to the um, the nation at the time of the inauguration of the of the tabernacle and Rosh Chodesh Nisan in the damp in the in the in the desert, and he blessed them. So Rabbi Nachman connects blessings to the idea of the hands, and it's also interrelated to the essence of Aaron. Rav Nossin, in the most fascinating way, shows us this is this is the key to Hanukkah because the whole miracle of Hanukkah was through the Chashmonaim who were Kohanim. And the idea of the Kohanim. We're going to see it's going to be developed more Bezat Hashem. Here Rav Nosin is opening up to us what is the role of the Kohanim. Okay, it especially applies to Hanukkah, but it's all year round. But especially to Hanukkah, because the whole miracle is through the Hashmonim or Kohanim. What do they represent for the whole Jewish people? That's what Rav Nosin is developing now of the anointing oil, the light, the joy, okay, the 13 laws of exegesis, the, the wisdom, the chokhmah, he's all interrelating these ideas in an amazing way. So in a way it's a bit deep where Rav Nosin is taking us, but when you just examine and go through, ponder the ideas slowly, you begin to see how they connect. And especially if you have some background and basis in the Likud Timuram itself, Lesson 24 of Likud Timuram, you begin to appreciate even much, much more what Rav Nosin is actually saying here. So here's an example. Rav Nosin assumes, like he said at the beginning of this discourse, he assumes you have a good knowledge on Lesson 24. That's why he says many times in the beginning, Ayin Sham Hetev, see there carefully, because you'll appreciate much, much more what he's actually saying. And he's always going back to refer to concepts of the lesson, assuming you have some background in them, Bezrat Hashem. We'll do our best to elaborate them and to open them up as much as we can. So this now, since Rav Nosin already went into Psalm 133, which goes into the beard of Aharon, 
right? And the blessings and the anointing oil, because that's cause that's how that's how that's the main thrust of Psalm 133. Hatov, like the good oil, which is the anointing oil, which 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 is on the head. It was on the head, and he's going to connect now, Rav Nosen, the head, to the idea of the Kohen. Because the Kohen is someone who activates the blessings, and the main blessing Rabbi Nachman teaches in Lesson 24 is the blessing of the head, meaning what? Blessing of intellect. That's the main bracha. When you have intellect, you have everything else. And if you're lacking intellect, what do you have? Like right, the famous mission in Pirkei Avot. So that's why the anointing oil in the Aaron was to activate the blessings of the intellect, the idea of the oil, like we went into a lot, the quotation of the of the Zohar, Shemen Mishchat Kodesh, as referring to the intellect. And then the Keter, the bouncing back, all these concepts. So Rav Nosenah goes the next stage. Vizeh, if we look at this verse from Psalm 133, it's it's verse two and three. He's gonna go into now, but verse two now, right? Vize zikan aharon shehu hakohen harosh. Now this is the meaning of what, what it says in the verse there, and, and like we said in last, the last class, the beard of aharon, which we said the beard is the wisdom, the zekana chokma, the wisdom, and the thirteen rectifications of the beard corresponding to the root of the 13 laws of exegesis, the Yudgim Omidot, Shatoran Nudreshet Bahen, right? The 13 laws of exegesis emanating from the beard of Aharon and the beard of Aharon meaning the wisdom, the Chochmah. So he says, this is the Kohen, Aharon is representing all Kohanim. That's what, he was a Kohen, anointed, and also everyone has a type of anointing also due to Aharon being, the high priest being anointing, anointed. So he's the Kohen and he's the head because the anointing oil, right, and the, the, the beard which received the drops of the anointing oil like we explained yesterday from the Gemara in Horayot in the last class, is on the head. Okay, so Zakan Aaron, the beard of Aaron, and he's the Kohen, it's the head, the intellect. That by Aaron are to be found all the blessings. Like we mentioned above, in particular in Likutim Ron Lesson 24, where the, the blessings, to give blessings, are from the Kwanim. That's the idea of Birkat Kwanim, the blessings of the Kwanim. Why, the, why do the, the Kwanim have the merit to give bracha? Because that's the whole thing. A Kwan represents the wisdom of the Torah and the blessings of intellect bestowed upon the Jewish people. That's amazing. You should know. It's uh, many Mishnayot in the Gemara and the Talmud and the Mishnayot where the Kohanim, because they were not involved in working the land, they were more open for Torah study. They had to be, the Kohan had the opportunity and they were more inclined to be Torah scholars. The wisdom of the Torah, right? The, the verse says, I think it's in Mishle or in Malachi, Kisiftei Kohen. Because the lips of the Kohen will guard Da'at and people will seek out Torah from his mouth, his lips. So the idea of, the, of, of Torah scholarship with Kohanim, especially at the time of the Beit HaMikdash, was very much connected. They were Torah scholars. They were Tamid Echachamim. Okay? So the source of the Bracha, Rabbi Nachman specifically uses the verse of Aaron. The Aaron and the blessing of the Kohanim are the root of the Brachot. Okay, because that the main blessing he teaches is the blessing of an intellect. That's the main blessing. He explains that in lesson twenty-four also. 
And then, so Rav Nosa now, is, let's go to the next words, right? Because the words in the verse, in the verse number two of this psalm, right? Kashemen hatov alarosh yored alazakan, going down on the beard, zakan Aaron, the beard of Aaron. And then the next words, sheyored al pi midotav. Many explanations. The pshat is that the drops of the oil, when anointed, would run down Aaron's beard. And then drop onto the midot, the clothing. The midot is also, uh, Rashi explains, the commentaries explain, it's like a midobad. It's the idea of measurements of fitted, fitted, properly fitted, properly fitting clothing. That's the idea of midot. Rav Nosen says something else. So we'll take a look. The verse reads again, the drops of the oil, which are the drops of the intellect, the specific intellect, which results in the betisham, the bouncing of the intellect into the keter, which creates the nine vessels, which then allow for the perception of the infinite light, that type of intellect, right? It comes down, this oil then, this oil of intellect, goes down onto the midot. What does that mean? Because the oil, like we said, oil, because it's used in the anointing oil, oil in itself, olive oil, is called wisdom. And by the way, it's not not, not my chance. Rabbi Nachman goes into this idea in Lesson 60, how the brain is fueled by the oils of the body, the fatty acids and the fuels of the body, like a wick, a wick, a flame flickering and burning on a wick, where it's not actually burning the wick, it's burning the oils which go through the wick. So to the brain is like a wick, and the fire is the Torah wisdom, the knowledge burning in a person's mind, and it's fueled by the fuel, the the fluids, the fatty oils of the body. Okay, so shemen is a lot associated with with wisdom. That's the dat, the fatty oils being the source of the wisdom being burnt in the in the brain, the burning of the mind with intellect. With wisdom is the idea of the fire burning the, the, the oil. So oil has a big association with wisdom. In our context, being a major part in the anointing oil. And eventually we can go back to see in Hanukkah with the lighting of the candles. Okay, the candles and the anointing oil both serve the purpose to illuminate the world with the light of the Torah. That was the idea of the menorah, the menorah. All the commentaries explain in the Gemara also the menorah shone the light of the temple. What does that mean to shine the light? Like the famous uh, Chazal, Hashem, as if as if Hashem needs candles in the temple. No, the candles, the menorah, and the temple were to shine the light emanating of Torah emanating from the temple. So to the anointing oil, the Kohanim were now charged of doing that job of dissemination. So anointing oil was needed. Both a common factor is oil. Okay. So now, the 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 shemen, which is Rav Nosson says the intellect of the of the mind, the the wisdom, the knowledge of the mind. Okay, so now what is what does it mean to, that they go down on the midot on the midot? This word midot, which can mean clothing and also mean attributes. Watch, kol shlemutam loridam ad lemata lemata lechol hamidot shel adam. That the verse in Psalm continues, right? It says, right, like the, again, look at the verse. 
כשמן הטוב על הראש יורד על הזקן, זקן ארון שירוד על, על, על מידותיו. Like the good oil, which is anointed on the, on the head, like the crown, which goes down onto the beard, the beard of Aaron, and then it continues. That goes down, on, doesn't stop there by the beard, even though two droplets did stop there, but the goal is that they go down to the midot, they go down to the garments. What's the garments? So he's saying here, amazing, Rav Nosim. שירוד על מידותיו כשמן שהם חוכמת המוחין, כל שלמותם, the completion of wisdom, is that it doesn't just stay in the brain. Oh, he's very knowledgeable, very intellectual. The goal of the wisdom is that it changes a person. It changes his midot. He becomes a better Jew, a better person. His eating is more refined. His anger is in check. His, his haughtiness is in check. His speech, his, his derech eretz, his conduct, his chesed, his care for others, that he changes to become a better person. That's the goal of the wisdom. That's the goal. It doesn't just stay in the head and it's in potential, but it becomes actualized. What's the actualization of the, of the intellect? On the midot. On the, your person's midot, his attributes, how he, how he acts, that he changes to become a better person. That's the goal of the chokhmah. It wasn't up to learn, to learn, to learn. If now, it, there's no kivun, there's no direction. Rashi brings down the famous sage, uh, statement of the sages. Tachlit Torah. The goal of Torah study is not just to stay as a, stay as as an intellectual pursuit. The goal of the Torah is to change a person, tshuva, to repent, and to do good deeds. That's associated with the midot. So here he says like this, okay? The kol shleimutam, the whole completion of the chokhmot of the mochin of the intellect of the brain, is to bring them down, ad lemata lemata, down, down, down to all the midot of a person. Because a person starts off with low midot. The person's not born with good attributes. He has to work on it. No one's born on top of the mountain. You have to work on it. That's why it's going. It's in a descent format. The oil is going downwards to the midot, alpi midotav, to affect change in the midot, which are initially base. A person is low. He doesn't have refined eating. He doesn't have refined shmirat abrit, guarding his sexual uh, desires. He doesn't have refined, you know, ang- uh, uh, attributes of humility and calmness. He has to work on it. He has to work on it. Chesed, etc. Okay? So the initial beginning point of a person's midot is called mata, down, down, to all the midot of a person. That's where we want to bring the light of the intellect. Leha'ir b'chulam to shine the intellect of the mind of this anointing oil which comes about to the bounce on the Keter which is the infinite light the wisdom of the infinite light is what shines in the, the wisdom of the Torah to change people to affect change it's something fa- fa- phenomenal Rav Nosen is really going into the change that the Torah does in a person is when the infinite light is shining into the Torah a person can be studying Torah but it's blocked off from allowing the infinite light to shine within it because a person is not learning in the right format of redifan me'akev of running and then being bounced back the betisha he doesn't have that attitude of learning he's just stuck in a t- different limbo zone of Torah study without any change but that's not the goal you're supposed to, the Gemara and the Tosfot and the Poskim and everything are meant to be, eventually, 
you know, if not immediately, eventually a conduit for the infinite light to sh- of that level of wisdom to shine into the Torah that a person's learning to activate the change. So if Nosson's saying the change in the Midot come about to the Torah when it's a conduit for the infinite light to shine into it, then a person can wake up, then a person can do tshuva, then a person can change, okay? So he says that the goal is to shine into all the Midot, all the person's attributes, shine light into them in order to bring them out from darkness into light because that's where a person starts off his midot are bad like with the, the, we're born for Yetzirah we're not born of Yetzirah Tov right? the famous idea the Yetzirah Tov checks in at Bar Mitzvah or Bat Mitzvah but with Yetzirah we start off base low negative not positive we have to work and develop it okay? La'alot mechalet morot Rav Nosen now is using terms from lesson 24 to elevate a person's midot, where a person has lust and desires, because he's trapped in the exchange chambers. The reason why the midot are base and negative initially is because a person starts off at the point that he is in the exchange chambers. This world, being born into this world, is already called being stuck and a beginning point in the exchange chambers. The goal is to get out of the exchange, which is the domain of the evil, as explained many times already in many classes, based on Lesson 24. Hechalat Mort is another a coin term for the Yetzirah, the evil. The domain of evil is called exchange because everything is fooling a person. Everything is switched. Good is switched to evil, truth to falsehood, light to darkness, and they fool us. Yetzirah is able to fool us to believe that the darkness is really light, that the falsehood is really truth, that's the whole thing. That's the whole game here. Is we're being, we're being played on. We're being played with. They're playing games on us. We're being fooled by the evil in every domain. We don't know what the real truth is, and we have to work to find it. So we're we're considered starting off in the hechalat morot. And Rosh is pointing out it's specifically a person's midot, his attributes, how he, he conducts in, in righteousness, uprightnesses, which is stuck in the initial stage domain of the exchange chambers. The domain of the exchange chambers is considered darkness and uh, the shade of death, the valleys of death, Tzalmavet. Okay? That's where we start off. That It's darkness. It's negative. Our goal is to shine light into that area of our life, that negativity, the negative midot. He's going on, Rav Nosen, going on, doesn't stop. Because of the severity of the darkness in the exchange chambers, where they've convinced us that the light is darkness, there's no light, there's nothing, okay, that's so dark there. So because it's so dark, they're able to switch and exchange everything and fool a person. And then he says, but... However, however, but the more commensurate to how much a person strengthens himself to draw into his darkness of the exchange chambers, into his midot, which are trapped in the lust and the physicality of this world, the light, the light of the intellect, the light of the, the, the zakan aharon, the light of the wisdom there, and as a result, by shining their light, and we come out from the darkness, the paleness into light. So this, Rav Nassim explains, is what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 24. 
שעולה מבין הקליפות מהיכלי התמורות. This is the meaning, this is the idea of the concept where Menachman mentions in lesson 24, quoting the Kabbalah, the concept of Malchut, the kingship of holiness, the kingdom of God, which means a mastery of one's midot, you know, uh, giving control to Hashem's Malchut Shemaim, Hashem's kingship on your, on your midot, that you eat for the sake of Hashem. You are humble for the sake of Hashem. You work on your lust for the sake of God, for the sake of following His Torah. So Hashem's malchut, His kingship is revealed on your midot because you're subduing them towards Hashem's malchut. So this is the concept of malchut now being elevated from amongst the evil forces from the exchange chambers. If you successfully shine this light emanating from the infinite light into your midot which are stuck and base and negative and dark and impure and wrong and not in the right place because they're in the, in the, in the exchange chambers we're able now to shine light in order to bring the Malchut of Hashem the kingship on your Midot that a person wants to change why? for the sake of Hashem for the sake of the Torah this is the idea this is the idea that, that, that he's quoting Malchut what? and then he goes back don't forget it's not just an intellectual light what was light? how do we start off this, this section, light is joy. Ikar ha'or, ve'ikar ha'or, hu simcha kanizka le'el. And the essence of light, like we started off saying, that light brings happiness to everybody. The light of the, of the Hanukkah candles, for example, the light produced by Shemin, okay, which is the intellect. The main essence of the light is joy, meaning the barometer, the the measurement of the infinite light shining into the intellect that of the Torah and thus changing a person is that a person has simcha. A person is happy. That's the key. <laughs> that's, the, that's the expression of this light of intellect is that it's bringing joy to a person. It's clarity. And then, like we said above, the az chozrin ve'olin ad shemekablin ha'brachot it's a cycle Rav Nosson is going to say now and this happens and then a person once again goes up until he receives more brachot blessings until again he reaches up to the nine chambers which is caused by the bounce back of the Keter and he goes on this is a cycle in other words you, you go up and then you go back down and you go up again you go back down every time it's happening in life but the initiator is someone external. It's the tzaddikim who shine you the initial light to start this procedure, this process. And thus is the cycle going back, repeating itself for good. Each time with different, a different perspective, different blessings, different intellect, different uh, angle of the infinite light shining into a person, bringing him joy from a different angle, a different scenario, different concepts, etc. So changing, but always happening in, in another cycle for the good. Vizeu, and this Rav Nosson explains, this is the end, the verse in, in Psalm 133, verse number 3, where it says there, you know, comparing the anointing oil, the good oil that goes down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, that goes down on his midot, and this is the verse number three, Ketal Chermon. And this anointing oil which goes down is like the dew of Mount Chermon, which was one of the tallest mountains. It is one of the tallest mountains in the Holy Land. Shiored al Har 
that goes down on the mountains of Tzion. There's many ways to explain this verse. One is because it's so high. So believe it or not, even though it's so far up north in the Golan, Mount Hermon, but because of its height, it's able to bring down a dew all the way to Yerushalayim, to mount the mountains of Tzion, which is in Yerushalayim. That's one idea. All right? And now they explain that it should be written twice. Ketal Hermon, uh, and then Ketal Shered, Shered, and then Ketal Tzion. That also goes down. That's a, one opinion. The Radak brings that down. Okay? So like the mountain of Hermon, which goes down to Tzion, so too is the dew. Because so too is the anointing oil on the Kohanim. Because dew produces life. What is Tal? Tal brings back to life. Tal is a type of blessing. Believe it or not, dew signifies 39. The 39 gates, this concept of 39, it's a level of wisdom, but it's also a vitality. It's sustenance. The world needs dew. That's why we ask for more Tal in the summer months, right? The winter is Geshem, also Tal, but in the summer it's specific, it's exclusively the idea of Tal. So Tal Chemon that goes down on the mountains of Tzion, because Tzion, which is the Beit HaMikdash, receives blessings from Tal Chemon. Chemon being a mountain signifies something which is high and strong, the intellect in a sense. So the dew of the mountain is like the anointing oil on the head of Aaron, which eventually comes to Tzion, Tzion being the temple, the Beit HaMikdash, that there the light was eventually spreading out to the whole world, the light of the intellect. So it's a comparison, it's an analogy. And the verse continues, Kisham, because there in Tzion, the mountains of Tzion, which is the holy temple, the Hashem, Tziva Hashem et command His blessings. Chaim ala life to the world. The blessings of life, which is the blessing of the intellect. Watch, Rav Nosim now uses this word. So he says like this, Rav Nosim. V'zeu, this is now the end of, the, of Psalm 133, verse 3. Like the dew on the Mount Hermon, right? That's the idea of the anointing oil, which is the intellect. Kisham tziva Hashem et Hashem, Rav Nosim is reading it like this. There, in the blessing of intellect, which is like the tal on Hermon, which is like the anointing oil on the head of the Kohen, which connotes the idea of intellect. Sham tziva Hashem et abracha. On the intellect that Hashem ordered that you should have your brachot. The blessings, the true blessings, is not just a nice mansion and a portion of Ferrari. That's not the real blessing. The blessing is the tal chemon, the anointing oil, the blessing of the intellect. So Hashem commanded His blessing there when a person activates intellect, the, 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 the idea of the anointing oil, the idea of the, 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 the dew on the mountain of Hermon, which is something high, the idea of intellect. Kisham kola bracha. Because there is the whole blessing. Because when you have the blessing of intellect, you have everything in life. You're not lacking anymore. Oh, I need this Porsche. I need this big mansion, everything. When you have dots, you see that everything you need in life, Hashem gave you and, you and is giving you. You don't need anything outside of what you have. What Hashem sends you, you realize that's exactly what you need. Okay? So, Kisham Kola Bracha. Because there, in the anointing oil, the mountain, the dew of Hermon, the intellect, is all the blessings. That the essence of the blessings, like he says, Rabbi Nachman, Lesson 24, is what's called the blessing of the intellect, as we mentioned earlier in this discourse, based on the Kutimran Lesson 24.